I just did a talk in Dallas with recovery people, so it's the same thing. I like the statement because it explains a lot. So, page 64, there's a statement that says, Being convinced. So, being convinced is an activity. Yeah. It's not, I was convinced, and I'm, I will be convinced. Being convinced right now that self is what has defeated us. Yeah. So, that's a very clear statement. So, and then let me just riff on, and at the end we'll have questions, right? Because it's like a little souffle we get created here. So, being convinced, which is an activity, you have to be in it right now, that self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. So, self and us are different, yeah? Self whatever you want to call it, let's say a foreign installment or a parasitical movement or whatever you want to call it, a possessive quality, possession quality. Self manifested in various ways. In other words, it appears in a lot of different ways. Now, if you look at a dictionary and you look up the word self, it's usually followed by a hyphen and then there's about 150 descriptive statements, self-emulation, self-love, self-hatred, self-fucking-sabotage, self-self-self, tons of it. Tons of manifestations of self in one's life, yeah. Hyphen, and then bumo. So self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us, okay? That's the statement. So he separated the two, self and us. We're the us, and self has defeated us, all right? Now, if you're convinced of that, we're going to look at its common manifestations, meaning selves. And the next paragraph is resentment. So resentments are expressions or manifestations of self in one's life. If you follow the statement, how can you see it any other way? Self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It hasn't said anything about us manifesting anything. It's just said self manifesting in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its, self's, common manifestations. So the next statement is resentment is the number one offender. Yeah? So if you follow this, resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. And in that way, if someone's harboring resentments, quite a lot of them, that is how self is defeating them. Yeah? Self is defeating us by you being saddled with resentments. Yeah? With you being saddled with anxiety and fear. With you being saddled with the guilt and shame because you did a lot of shit to get what you wanted. Yeah? And we look at the sexual behavior. All right, so if, if those are manifestations of self and you are calling them yours say, yeah, so you call it your resentment, your fears, and your harms, your acting out, what does that mean or imply? It means you must be identified with self because you're calling its expressions your expressions. That's it. If the root of the problem is identification as a self. It's not obsession with self, because who or what is obsessed with self? That's self. Yeah? So self thinks it's having obsessions, but it is the main obsession. Yeah? And it's gone to such a point you don't see it as an obsession because it's crossed the line, and I believe it actually starts on the other side of the line, you're identified as it. 
You're identified as an obsessive idea of the mental state. You're calling it you. So now that you, which isn't you, has an incredible position in your life because in any topic that you have any concerns with, when you see it enter that topic, you call it me. <laughs> you are in the act of identifying as it. So when you capture the burglar or the, or the thief in the house, when you capture it, you call it yourself. You call it me. How are you going to get out of that as that? That's the dilemma. Self cannot get out of self. The only way you and I can get out of self is realizing we were never in self. That's the only way it works. All other attempts to get out of self as a self are forms of addiction, basically, really. I mean, I was constantly trying to get out of self shooting coke. But I was trying to get out of self as a self. That's what happens. That's why there's never any real satiation of the urge to get relief because you never get lasting relief. Because you're trying to get relief from for the source of the relief, which is self. And you're only trying to get relief for the source of the, the, the agitation because you're identified seemingly with the agitation. What you want to get out of, you call it you. How the hell are you going to get out of you? You're going to try to get out of you as a you. That's self trying to get out of self. It's like in the book, it says, in the recovery book, it says, first of the, in this whole drama, this whole situation of recovery, first, we've got to quit playing God. Yeah, all right. So let's say you're in a state, your mental state is in the state of playing God. And it hears the message, I've got to quit playing God. Isn't that playing God? When that which is playing God tries to quit playing God? And wouldn't that go on ad infinitum? Because every time you try to get slicker and go, okay, I'm going to quit playing God as that which is playing God, but that would still be that which is playing God. Yeah, you see it? You can't get out of it once you believe you're in it. You can't get out of it. The point is, are you in it? That's the point. If you're not in it, then the need or the drive to get out of it, which is the fucking engine of all addictions, and I mean spiritual addictions, everything, self-helping addictions, all of that, that engine that's driving you to try to get out of it is a belief that you're in something. What would happen if you saw you're not in what you think you're in? Yeah. <laughs> What would happen would be, you would be immediately, immediately, there'd be a recognition that you're not in. Yeah? Therefore, the drive to get out would be dismissed. Yeah? And then something that is stable would appear to be stable to you, finally. You would have now an ease and comfort in your skin and in the circumstances you're in, instead of an irritability, restlessness, and discontent constantly. And you will know the tree by its fruits. If you get, if you get a taste of the solution, it informs you what the problem is. And this solution is so beautiful because there's no need for a solution. What it tells you is selfing is an activity, just like you're running. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a, an asylum where they have people that cannot stop running? I haven't. They have like treadmills, they're on it all day. I can't stop running, doc, you know? No. They're doing something and they can seemingly stop doing it. If you see what you're calling you as an activity, there's a possibility that it can stop. 
<laughs> and when it stops, you continue what you truly are. That's the freedom from the bondage of self. It's not for self, or through self, or by self, or as self. It's from self, like it says in the book. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. So bondage comes from self. Yeah? And I'm humbly saying, the activity of the bondage is an identification as something that you're not. You're just taking yourself to be a body, basically. And then that body, from there you want to get spiritual, but just as an advantage to the body. The first thing you do when you enter spirituality is buy clothes, probably. Relax yoga outfits, get the right gear on, you know, get the loving gaze, the patchouli oil, and now you're thinking you're on your way to become spiritual. As what? As a body. Good luck. It's not going to work. You cannot, you cannot arrive at where you already are. So that, to me, is what self is. Self is the act of being identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And the act of identification is basically it claims everything, and it now says all doing implies you're the doer. All thinking implies you're the thinker. All feeling implies you're the feeler. That's what happens. Yeah. So now, what you really want to get out of isn't the thinking. You want to get out of the thinker. But you can't get out of the thinker. Because you're identified. You can't, if the thinker tries to get out of the thinker, that's like the self trying to get out of self. That's its little, that's its, basically its second wall to deter you towards any kind of real freedom, is you're going to try to be free as that, which is the bonding element. Yeah. I see it at meetings like this. I could see it at, when I, all I was doing was recovery stuff, and then I started going to other groups, and quickly I realized spiritual, the spiritual addiction of seeking, spiritual seeking is another addiction, but there's no interventions in that. No one walks up to you and says, oh, you've got to leave, you've gone to too many of these talks, you know, put that fucking DVD down, or that book, do not buy another book. No, it's not happening. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on, and the people are fucking furious. They're not getting it, but they, <laughs> they keep on going because they want to be there to get it. The whole point is, what you're taking yourself to be is truly an absence when it's when you're full of that, and you and then the presence believes the absence. As soon as the presence believes the absence, and that becomes seemingly present, what has to become absence is the presence. Yeah. For you to want to become a spirit, you have to forget seemingly that you are a spirit. How many blogs are there? to someone who's awake. None. There's nothing to fucking say. But people who are trying to become awake, there's fucking tons of friends on Facebook and tons of blogs and tons of stuff. If you're awake to being awake, it's no fucking big deal. It's just obvious. Everyone is. Yeah? You're seeing right now with no effort. You're hearing with no effort. You're sensing things with no effort. You're smelling with no effort. No thought or effort at all. You know? Not one day have you gone to a seeing class. Never. You don't go to hearing classes unless your ears are bad. But that which is hearing doesn't get bad.
It's just being awake to being awake. The awakeness is a fact. You just don't think so. You think it, you're not awake. But you're, the evidence of all your day is that you're constantly awake. Have you done any of the seeing? Is there any volition in seeing? If your eyes are open, do you have a choice of what you're going to see? If your ears are open, are you going to, oh, I'm only going to hear high notes, no basses today. You're going to hear whatever's happening, yeah? The idea of volition is way after the fact of the consciousness. There's no volition there. There's no discrimination. You're going to hear whatever the sounds are happening. That's the biggest dilemma with recovery. You're trying to recover as the problem instead of from the problem. It's not the thinking, it's the idea of being the thinker. That's where the real root of the dilemma is. It's using verbs to imply a noun, but the bondage is of a noun, not of the verbing. The verbing is just an activity. Yeah, running is just an activity. The mental state's interpretation of running would imply there's a runner. That's where the bondage lies. Yeah. If you see it, you can start being free from it. If you're looking from it, no way. So it says in our book, you know, self-knowledge avails us nothing. Incredible statement, because most people have a lot of respect for knowledge. And not, there's nothing right or wrong with knowledge, but if knowledge is claimed by self, it's not going to lead you to freedom from self. But if you have knowledge of self instead of self-knowledge, knowledge of self is valuable, because if you gain enough knowledge of self, you'll see it's not you. And if you see it's not you, you'll lose interest in all that supports it. Yeah? You'll lose interest in the thoughts. You'll lose interest in the stories coming about from some vague feeling, as if you're going to enter a huge lifelong depression just before you, because you feel something for a second. Yeah? None of that will gain any traction. You'll be directed by something other than thought. You'll be here, and you will have no... You will have an incredible immunity to what's not happening, because you'll be aware of what's happening. You may not like it or not, but this is what's going on. Yeah, It's just so simple, and it's very, very available. It's right where you are at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Obsessions with self are being used to reinforce the idea of being a self, then you see the root of the problem is in obsessions. It's the one who thinks that's having the obsessions, or the obsessions are driven, driving crazy. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the one. Yeah, that's all it is. It uses everything that's happening. It's almost like everything else that's happening is a giant herd of donkeys. And what the mental state does is just pin a tail on them all. And then the tail points to the imaginary you. 
So now feelings imply the feeler, thoughts are being used to imply the thinker, and the bondage is at the thinking point, and you believe it's the thoughts. So you want to get out of the thoughts, but how could a thought get out of thoughts? How could self get out of self? If you could just stop long enough and see what catches up to you, and let everything that you've been trying to make as unreal as possible be real, you would see it's unreal. If, it, if you let the feeling of you're a fraud completely land on you and feel what it would be like to be a fraud, you'll never feel like a fraud again. But while you're trying not to be a fraud, you'll be feeling like one all fucking day. Let everything catch up to you. We're all fucking assholes here. We're all self-centered. All of this. And yet all of that doesn't imply that it's me, thank fucking God. Yeah? So you can't lose interest with interest. If you're interested in losing interest, that's interesting. Yeah, you can't do it. You've got to, but if it ain't about you, you will fucking lose interest. Can you imagine if you were sitting here and you were concerned about how, how Stanley's doing or, you know, go back five years and say, oh, if Stanley would have made that left that night his whole life, would you ever spend any time with the idea of Stanley unless it was your kid or you were going out with him? But us, we will, for 40 years you've been listening about you. 40 fucking years, the same advertising, the same station, playing and playing, playing. You're bored stiff if it's someone else in a minute, but you've been listening to it like a fucking swan song for 40 years. There's a difference. What's the difference? Is it the freaking music that's so enticing? No, it's you. You believe it implies you. It, it points to you. It's all about us. That's the bondage. The bondage is a false singularity that we have private thoughts and we have private feelings that I've done private things no one's ever done. That's one of the first things that left when I went into AA. Came in with a huge sense of terminal uniqueness. Just listened for a few months. And, P and I said, no one has my thoughts. No one's felt like I felt. No one's done these heinous things I've done. All right, listen to people at recovery meetings where they talk about our thoughts and feelings and things they've done. And I'd be going, after three months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts? Well, they're not my thoughts. And they're not your thoughts. <coughs> if someone else is having them, they can't be yours. They can't be privatized. We're like wearing a same helmet. It's the same helmet all around the world. The only thing is, is the narration is in different languages. So ours is in English right now, so we're all walking around with a helmet. And in that helmet, there's like a mist that gets sort of released that you think it's all about you. <laughs> and that you're so fucking special that you're worthy to be thought about constantly. But no one else would be thinking about you. Not one other person in another hair helmet is thinking about you whatsoever. Very vaguely, very little. You know, maybe about 50 thoughts a day the most if they're obsessed with you. You're having that in like ten, five minutes. Not even a minute. <laughs> You're so beyond, we're so beyond obsession. We've started that identification. 
When I did coke, I did tons of fucking cocaine, but I never thought I was cocaine. I never lost the difference between me and cocaine. But you, we, we have started at that difference. We have identified as something that we're not, and we're shooting everything up. It's, shoot, it's wanting us to shoot everything up for it to get high. It gets high on specialness and drama and fucking being all there is that can be thought about. <laughs> it's, like the addic- it's like the addiction of all addictions. The addiction of the mental state to the idea of being a someone. We're shooting it up all fucking day. Now we well we wedded with technology. It's like we're going to be walking around with like selfie sticks all day and just broadcasting to maybe three friends on Facebook that are concerned. Oh, are you going to get a sesame bagel now or not? You know, fucking follow Paul Edelman's life. It's insane. Yeah, every way you turn, you just be seeing you. It's, it's a it's an addiction. That's what all the other addictions are trying to get relief from that addiction. We're really, when I shot dope, I was trying to get out of self, basically. I just wanted the whammo, and I figured if I did a big enough joke, but I had to get to a point where I almost died every fucking time to get that little bit of absence of that fucking nastiness up there. As soon as I came to, it was back on me like a fucking bad rash. You cannot get out of an imaginary place. That's the point. You cannot escape from a dream as the dreamt object. All the wanting to escape in the dream as the dreamt objects, are they're both entrances and exits. You don't go anywhere. Have you, all these years? There must be some relationship to thoughts and memories and perceptions that are actually being used to participate in the seeming bondage. And we're trying to get out of thoughts as a thought. See if you are the thinker. If you're not the thinker, you'll lose interest in thoughts. You will. If you're not the doer, you'll lose interest in doers, in all the doing. And definitely, if you're not the feeler, feelings will be allowed to come and go, which is their nature. And you'll travel lighter. And I mean on a stabilized level. And you'll know the tree by its roots. You're going to feel pretty chilled out. And it's like, what I doesn't change the geography of your life, but I guarantee you, you'll travel lighter through it all. If you're going to get cancer, your girlfriend or boyfriend's going to get cancer. If you get a job, you don't get a job. You break your leg, you don't break your leg. You're just going to travel lighter through it all. What more do you want? So if you can get to the exact nature of the wrong, then you know... Your, your assumption or expectation of, of some kind of real relief will actually occur. You will have actually found a solution that's worthy of the term. And there's expressions of it in recovery, which is, hey, you'll cease fighting everyone and anything. Fucking, that's awesome. You know, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality. You will be placed. You're not going to get to that position. You'll be placed there. Yeah? With no thought or effort on your part. There'll be a point where the problem does not exist for you anymore. That's a fucking good solution. Yeah. 
There's this great statement by a master who's passed away. He explains, my whole terminology is called selfing. Yeah? Selfing. Which is the act of being identified as a self. Yeah? Now, it's not a verb about a noun. It's not the act of identified as a noun called self. It's a total verb. It's the act of identity because there is no self. It's the act of being identified as a self. That's the whole verb. There's an implied noun, but there's no noun. So if your head is in the act of being identified as self, you can actually take your own diagnosis. If you seem to be thinking the thoughts are all yours, you're probably, that view is from the act of being identified as a self. When you believe all the feelings are yours, that premise is based on the act of being identified as a self. Yes? This is what happens. When there's relief from that, the thoughts continue, feelings continue, actions continue, but they don't couple up with the idea that you're the actor, the thinker, and the feeler as much. And when that starts to occur, there's a sense of traveling lighter. In other words, you start feeling bigger than you used to feel, you start feeling available to situations, you start feeling the presence of a higher power, which is actually us. And in that state, you're of service. You're awake, you're available, you're present. Now, at that point, what's not happening, which is the total advertising campaign of the selfie, because you cannot appear to be a self unless unless there's the belief and the perceptions and the memories that you were once a self. Yeah? Because any time you think about you in the past, you're pictured as a body. Yeah? Have you ever thought about you as a spirit? And if you did, it was framed as a body. The reference, we're in a system of thought called self-centeredness. The whole system is centered on you as a body. The thought system is the main driving force of that system, and it pictures you as a body. The memories picture you as a body. When you remember you, you're remembered as a body. Because you have a picture. I was in Spain five years ago. And when you're worrying about you in the future, you're worrying about you as a body. Yes or no? Yes. So the thoughts picture you and I as a body. Let's say now you have a huge amount of force in what we all are, and let's call it faith, okay? So if that faith is put into the thought system, it's going to produce a fucking lot of anxiety now based on thoughts about yesterday and tomorrow. So you can come in here and be totally upset, but it's not based on tonight. You're upset because it's based on what happened earlier, or a fear of what's going to happen later. What is that but an interpretation? Your ability to respond to what's happening seems to have been crippled because you keep reacting to what's not happening. What's going to occur if that's the case for a long time? You're going to be seeking for some fucking relief from it. And if you have the tendencies, as I do, you're going to want the relief to be fucking fast, sooner or later, and you're going to seek a beer or a drug or something like that because you want relief now. You don't want to have to enter a process to get relief because the urge is very strong and you immediately need a solution now. 
But the solution, the drive to get the solution now, that drive wasn't based on now, other than the now that the thoughts are entertaining, which is yesterday and tomorrow. Isn't that insane? It's slavery, if you look at it. We can be enslaved to the thoughts. And what happens is, our faith, which is a powerful force, is going to manifest in the vehicle it's put in. If you're in tons of anxiety and fear right now, you are a devotee of the thought system. You have total faith in the thought system, and it's projecting bad things for you in the future, and it's remembering, let's say, bad things for you in the past. Yeah. And then suddenly, right now, you'll do something that wasn't produced or, or promoted by right now. You'll be, do something, you'll go out here and get loaded, not based on Wednesday night, but based on 2019 or 2014. How insane is that? The same faith, this is what AA says. It's such, AA is one of the highest books of all fucking time, of all spiritual books, seriously, because it's so pragmatic. But check this out, it says, why are you in so much fear today? Which is an incredible statement. He doesn't let us answer. He says, isn't it because, I mean, this is beautiful, why are you in so much fear today, right now? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Now, what is self-reliance? What does it look like? It looks like you're fucking listening to your thoughts in the head, or to the thoughts in one's head, isn't it? You're taking yourself to be a body, as the reference point, giving meaning and direction to everything else. Self-reliance isn't like a, a name, it's an activity. We're in the reliance on self. Our faith is in that, and that faith is producing anxiety out of what's not happening. So we're dealing with imaginary phantoms all day. That it's sort of like the movie Fight Club where Ed Norton thinks he get, has this guy punching him out and then he sees the videos and it was just him the whole fucking time. This is basically exactly what's happening. And like we say in recovery, we manufacture our own misery. Where do we manufacture misery? Here and now. But where does it actually come from? There and then. Next week cannot reach out and fucking grab me by the throat. I've got to entertain next week. And how do I do that? Through thought. Yeah? My elbow doesn't. My elbow is not concerned about next Wednesday. It really isn't. Nor is my ass. My ass is very clear. It's sitting on this chair. <laughs> and it's not concerned about what kind of chair we will be sitting on next week. It's engaged completely with what's happening here. Are you? Are you engaged completely with what's happening here? So it says, perhaps there's a better way. What's the better way? Yeah, trusting something infinite. Sounds pretty good. Other than your finite self. All right, what does trusting your finite self look like? 
fucking devotion to the thoughts. Why not get to the exact nature of the wrongs? And then you can actually be confident about a lasting fucking solution. If you see what's actually going on, it has an ability to be changed because you're the seeing of it all. If you're looking from it, fucking you're blind. You, what you really are, is the last thing the selfing ever wants to show up. Because its whole fucking charade is seen through by one moment of clarity, which is always available at all times. When this, not this being compromised, but this clear, unswerving light hits upon an imaginary fixation, it sees through it. It sees the problem as an activity. There is no need for a solution. That's the solution. And it doesn't, it doesn't take any time to come to pass because nothing ever really happened. <laughs> nothing has changed the fact of the situation. We're awake. The only thing that happens is you don't think so. <laughs> the only way it can be a not is thinking. Seriously. When you were a kid, were you thinking of med- looking into meditation? Were you concerned, will I be playing next week when you were a kid? I had no idea of time. I fucking had no idea. I had no time, idea of huge differences. My mother could have been super ugly. I loved her like crazy. There was nothing to do. I didn't want to wear gap clothing or fucking, you know, get a different haircut. <laughs> nothing was going on. Yeah. I had an intent to take the idea I could be out of a moment, so I wasn't trying to be in any moment. I was just fucking here because I had an entertainment I could be anywhere else. That's what it's like. You just go back to that same state because you really, in a sense, never left it. You just think you've left it. And we have so much faith in the thoughts, we believe thinking it makes it so. You can think you're fucked, it doesn't make it so. What you sense here is indisputable, the energy. It's like the biggest affirmation of all. When you feel that peace of mind, almost palpable in the air, you're fucking on to something. Partake, feast with it. Your head will come back later on and start thinking about it and fuck it all up again. (laughs) People come so many times. Oh, I'm feeling so great here, but what about Tuesday? Well, I said, what about fucking Tuesday? <laughs> it isn't here yet. So immediately they want to put off what's happening now because of some fear it may not be happening later. What's that but devotion to time? I never went into, I never called my mother into my room and go, Mom, how have I been playing? You think I could be playing better? You know, I think Wayne's having more fun than me. None of that fucking was happening. There wasn't, there wasn't, 
you know, super vigilant observation on my part. <laughs> he was just running around naked. But then one point, something happened where the thought system evolved enough. And then from then on, everything I ever did was accompanied by thought. I got, I got an interpretation, and I lost seemingly living. Yeah. Now you got to jump off a bridge on a, with a bungee thing or a shoot coke in your neck to try to get a feeling of being alive. We're so fucking, we're like vertical coffins being wheeled around. <laughs> Just fucking constantly trying to entertain ourselves. Yeah. You are what you're really looking for. You are. I remember when I did the ninth step, the fifth step and the ninth step, I noticed something. Man, my life, I felt so alive because I had finally shown up in a sense. I mean, the narration went, Whoop! and then the real, my original face, which isn't a face, was here. And that's all. What you're looking for is what's looking. The seeker is the thought. You and I just don't think so. We think, we're so sure that we're this, and that we're fucked, or we were once fucked, or we're gonna be fucked. We're so sure of that it's, we can't even leave a little bit of room for a possibility to land. Yeah. That maybe, just maybe, you're not that which you take yourself to be through the thoughts. Maybe you're something completely abstractly, not right angly, not boxed inly, just a much wide, wider possibility. Yeah. And in that possibility, you can enjoy peace of mind. You will feel a new power flowing. You'll sense a conscious presence. And all this, hap- all this will happen without any thought or effort. It's just going to be triggered by seeing through something that you're looking from right now. Yeah. It's a beautiful message. I mean, it wasn't the best cottage, you know, career choice. Because really, I'm, I'm meant to become obsolete very quickly. Because you are what you're looking for. Yeah. And I can't have retreats or intensives. You know, isn't today intense enough? Why would you want to go to a fucking controlled intensiveness? Right. <laughs> this, is, this place is pretty intense. You know? But this message can be repeated. And it's actually fun to be here. Because in the Course it would say, Course in Miracles, you ever hear it? The Course would say that, you know, you and I are dreaming this dream. That's a pretty big position, to be the dreaming of the dream. Usually. So you and I are the dreaming of the dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream. Yeah, which this is what's happening right now, I hope, for all of us. And in that, what's going to happen is the dream will get happier as we're dreaming ourselves out of the dream. That's just what I believe these meetings are about. You can sit here and allow mind, bigger mind, to be dreaming itself out of the dream. And as it does, the dream gets happier. Yeah. And if you know in the Course, there's a beautiful statement in it, which is basically, to me, the schematics of everyone's day here, which is you and I, again, are the dreaming of the dreaming. We forget we're dreaming, which isn't true. It's only you can seemingly forget, which means it appears to be true to you. 
Yeah, so it appears to be true that we have forgot that we're dreaming. But how is that sustained? Well, we're identified as the dreamt, yes? This. In that condition, suddenly, everything we're dreaming now has the ability to affect us. Yeah? So here's a thought, but suddenly, you take the thought to be yours, and now the thought has you. Yeah? Feelings, oh, feelings, but they're my feelings, now the feelings. I've seen one thought ruin someone's day. It's fucking how powerful. It's not the thought, it's, the, it's the, the idea that you're the thinker that gives it all the meaning it has, which it has now the meaning to affect you, to fuck with you. When you see that, see it. It's so beautiful, because in seeing it, all that you called real has to reveal its unreal nature. Because you're the only reality there is right now. What's looking out of us is the only reality there is. What's looking out of us is so unbelievably real that it can, as we say in AA, it can, to it, false evidence can appear real. And if it does appear, when false evidence, which is false, appears real to what's real, it has a huge ability to affect. Yeah? But in fact, it's false evidence. There's no juice in it. But if reality believes it's true, then it seems to be fucking true. That's what you and I are. We're the reality. We're giving everything all the meaning it has. Any questions then? You want to keep it short and sweet because there's no point going anywhere else if this isn't seen clearly. You may think there's a point. Humbly, I don't believe so. I do not believe that if that which is playing God keeps on playing God, even about that which is playing God, there's no fucking relief there. So, yes. My question is, what do you do? do do? (laughs) Exactly. How about nothing? (laughs) How about nothing? Try that. As it says in the Course, I love the Course, man. In I Need Do Nothing, a famous chapter, it says basically that. If you, whatever you're doing, if mind intends to go free through that, that's the dreaming itself out of the dream, it will work, but it may take a lot of fucking time. He doesn't say fucking, but a lot of time. So he says, listen, but everything is always going to lead to one realization, I need do nothing. Why not stop there? Yeah. See what happens. What does that mean? Does it mean there's no actions? No. It means there's actions, but the actions aren't being used to imply the actor. Yeah? There's thoughts, but the thoughts aren't being used to, or, or you're not buying the thoughts being used to imply the thinker. That's all. That's all it is. Everything goes on just as it goes on, but it's not going on to you as much. <laughs> there's less of you for it to go on to. That's the whole point. That's traveling later.
It's a beautiful statement. The presupposing a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Really, that, that could be the only scripture you ever had. If you had that and pondered that a little while, instead of moving to the next page very quickly, you you know that there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. So here's a thing, but it's truly non-existent without life or spirit in it. Is it existent? <coughs> Have you ever seen someone you knew as dead when you see them? And you, uh, for me, when it happened to me, very. When I was nine, I went up to see that my Uncle Fred was in a casket, and I looked in, and I realized that that ain't Uncle Fred, because the spirit was gone, or whatever you want to call it. I had been calling Uncle Fred the body because I, I was misidentified. I didn't see the spirit. I thought the body was alive, but the body was animated by something. When that animation quality was gone, that wasn't Uncle Fred. So this statement is a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing, or wants to get a pair of pants for the non-existent thing, or wants to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend for the non-existent thing. This constantly goes on. You can use anything. so, (laughs) So, of course here, you're going to try to get girlfriends or boyfriends for the non-existent thing. And pants, and lattes, and jobs, and, you know, raises, and fucking booms, and, you know, whatever. But the idea, you're not identified completely as the non-existent thing. So, there's a sense of space between doing and then your doing. Thinking and your thinking. Feeling and your feeling. And that space is fucking you. Because suddenly, instead of having like 30 saran wraps around your head, (laughs) you start seeing things clearly. You see blue is blue and red is red. The horse is in front of the car. Things make sense. You have no metaphysical questions anymore. You just have questions like, where are my keys? Or, you know, pass me that or something. You're not looking for the... First of all, you're not looking for an authentic self. Because there isn't one. You're not trying to find something you already are. (laughs) And you also have a very clear realization, there's no way in fucking hell could you ever have lost what you already are. (laughs) So all of that commerce of trying to get somewhere is totally dismissed, and you're here, the last place you ever fucking wanted to be. You're here. (laughs) Completely here. And you're more of an individual when you're not an individual. (laughs) You're more here than you ever were when you were trying to be here. (laughs) I swear to God. You You get more flippin' weirder in some respects without any attempt to get weirder. You just grow sort of off the the state... (laughs) It's like a fucking like a like a wild rose. It's on the ground. It's fucking going everywhere. It's a <laughs> it's not moving towards the light because it is the light. It can appear any way it fucking wants. <laughs> and you fucking laugh a lot. <laughs> and that which used to take like Fox News is now a Comedy Central. You just the head is just a never-ending well of fucking humor. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> because it's unbelievable. Its fucking take on this place is fucking unbelievable. It really is. And it just... It, it's like a little chihuahua that's constantly barking. <laughs> yeah, just constantly barking. It's just amazing. It's an amazing activity. But thank God it's not, you're not doing it anymore. Nor are you being done to by it. Yeah, it's doing, it's, you know, doing all that shit, but there's a relief. A relief that wasn't produced by any thought or effort. A relief that wasn't found, therefore it cannot be lost. Yeah, a relief that's always available at all times and not of time. A relief beyond all fucking understanding. It doesn't make any sense that you have absolutely nothing to do with it. It really doesn't to the head. It just cannot believe there's nothing to fucking do. <laughs> I should. Am I called to improve this? No. I have not taken advanced courses in any stuff. I mean, what downloads in me is like, just be just as fucking flat and dumb as you are. You're being a perfect use to what's going on. Called up to I no no higher levels nothing <laughs> just dog shit awareness because <laughs> it's nothing to do with you it has never been anything to fucking do with you so much going on here and doesn't even that, there's no recognition of you as a separate long lasting independent entity. <laughs> You can really grow huge in irrelevance, I swear. You can be really, really big in irrelevance. Really big. You grow better untended than if you were fucking gardened all day. Go to seed. It's the biggest fucking greatest relief. Yeah. See what happens. So... Yes. I think that's that, eh? Oh, yes. Talked a long time. You guys don't deserve it.